November 3, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro Show.
anything useful. Big surprise, Larry drives slow. Twists his head, the tortoise moves slow. The traffic moves slow. Certain things in life just move kind of slow. And as much as one might like to frame it as fine, cheering, tending my don't make the thing sing. I will do my best to let your questions rest. Let them slowly hang my tongue bitten. But there will always be somebody there who's gonna make you feel good, bring that life to you. There will always be somebody there who's gonna make it hard on you, gonna make you struggle through. There will always be somebody. Sleep. 
carpet is ugly I forgot to do the laundry The shirt has been worn I will do my best to let your questions rest Let them slowly hang my trumpet Pedro Show, happy Wednesday. Start off the show. Last part of that John Coltrane Live in Seattle, part four. Psalm, incredible piece. I recommend to everybody, even if you have the ridge, this is such a trip. Then we had uh, Matt Malin with, Are You That Somebody? And because of those uh, oh. Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I have with me Matt Malin. Welcome aboard, Matt. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy I'm, I'm here with you. Okay, and we got to thank. Brother Stevie Bono for making the connect. Yes, thank you, Steve. Unstoppable, Brother Steve. <laughs> you know he's on the drums now, right? No, well, yeah, I didn't know that. Actually, I, I heard he was uh, taking him lessons. Up, pounding him up. He's That's the, beautiful. The stick man with the beat in his hand. Doing it. And I, I heard some of the recordings he flowed me, so it ain't just talk. He's walking the walk. Great. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. I love it. And also this this connect that he makes, you know, because music, I think, is really about, well, it's nature, too. But but the people part is about people. So the people connecting is a bitching thing. I, I'm curious about your journey with music, Matt. Can you bring me your earliest musical recollection? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I uh, I started playing the piano when I was very young, when I was four, four or five years old. Um, so my, my first real musical memory is piano lessons that you know, walking down the street to uh, my piano teacher's house. And I can't remember her name, but I know which house it is. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this, man? Uh, in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Sure, sure, right. And uh, on the way to Skokie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Milwaukee or parts west. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's, I'm on the way to uh, where I'm from is on the way to uh Madison, Wisconsin, basically. It's off of I-90. Uh, we know this tour route. And also, yes, Watt was uh, conceived in the north side of uh, Chicago. My mom even gave me the address of the apartment. A little tiny street <laughs> called, uh, well, when you get less younger, you talk like this. Uh, a gag tight, you know, some kind of gem name. And I, f I found it. I was recording with the Stooges at Steve Albini's pad, and uh, I borrowed Steve's 
bike and pedaled, which was an adventure. <laughs> Chicago intersection. I bet. You know, they're four-way, but then there's a... <laughs> You know, a side of 45 degree or so that's a six way. And but one yeah. good thing, ain't a lot of hills, but man, it, it was not as scary as London, but up there. <laughs> Damn shitter. <laughs> anyway, I got there and uh, I got on, I got the leash and I uh, yank on my ma. Ma, ma, I found it. Michael Watt, you were conceived there. So I was born in Virginia, but anyway. anyway. Did they uh, did they put a plaque up? You no, I don't know. I didn't knock on the hatch. This should be on the historical. <laughs> I should have knocked on the hatch. Hey, let me look look around. Because I was fucking, right? I was uh, transitioning between twinkle in the eye to, uh, yeah, physical yeah. manifestation. Well, okay. This pad you grew up in, it had a piano? Yeah, we did. We had a piano, a lion and Healy. My mom still got it. And was it her um, idea or was it your idea to get the lesson? I think it was her idea. I think that me and all my siblings were taking piano lessons. It was some, my, my grandma played the piano. My mom played it a, a little bit too. Oh, okay. My grandmother so always had thing, a yeah. piano. Yeah. Beautiful. And my, my grandma, it's funny. I have my grandmother's piano now. Wow. And when it was, she, she passed away last year. And when, when, um, when it was given to me, it came with a, a hymnal. <laughs> wow. Got some tunes because, to learn. Because uh, she, it was like, yeah, it was important that the hymnal stay with it. That's sure, what she sure, would sure. do on the piano. You know, she, she played um, hymns and church music and folk songs on it. Yeah, you know, a lot of um, rock and roll comes from uh, learning how to sing in church. Elvis and those guys. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And soul music too, Aretha. And... Soul well, music, of course, yeah. Yeah, let, let me ask you this. Uh, you went down the street to this unknown teacher or this forgotten teacher. <laughs> so you weren't taking him in your pad, but how was the experience? Because I've had guests on the show that they almost made him hate music. Other cats, they loved it. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, lessons were, <laughs> I guess lessons were kind of put upon me. Uh, I felt as a kid and, um, you know, but I, I I still did them because I knew they were my um, they were my ticket to be able to have the instrument, you know, and and have the toys and stuff. And uh, that continued. I got a guitar when I was 12. I begged my parents for a guitar. Well, let me um, ask you about school. And, were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Uh, not until high school. I, I just took piano lessons and, and eventually I, I started taking piano lessons from the music coordinator at the church that that we, my family went to. And so I would go to lessons at the church for piano all the way until I was about 16, 17 years old. And then I asked my mom if I could stop taking piano lessons because I was focused on the guitar and, and actually on recording as I got a four track recorder. It's so funny. Everything's like connected to this church. It's like, I, I didn't right. ever really think about that. So I found a, a four track recorder in the church basement and wow. I brought it home and the the, ro the rewind button didn't work. And so it was just gathering dust. But I had a tape deck at home. So I just I would just take tapes out and rewind them on my tape deck and start the tape over. And I started making recordings and making tapes. And you didn't think about um, flipping yeah, it over using the fucking fast forward. <laughs> I don't mean to get all Great Einstein question. on you, man. <laughs> You had the pencil in oh, there, right? So you were funny. twirling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let, what was the first album or first record? You know, you know, the medium doesn't matter. The first music that you bought with your own money. Oh, shit. With my own money. Man, yeah, because when you're a kid, question. you ain't got a lot of money. So, you know. No, you know, um, I... Well, I had a I had Thriller as a kid, and I, re I remember ah, listening to that, my, the Michael Jackson record on on my parents' record player. But then um, 
I don't know what the first record. I, I bought a tape. I think the first thing I bought was a cassette tape. That's okay. And um, what was it? It, it might have been. I had a babysitter that lived next door who was really into Metallica and um, Megadeth and stuff. And it, it might have been a Metallica record or or Ozzy Osbourne. I still have this tape, <laughs> this box of tapes. Um, Waiting to get rewound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had what, Bob, what about I the first I gig you Bobby saw? Brown. Oh, Bobby Brown, New Edition. Yeah. Okay. When yeah. he went solo, he man, he was so big. He had a, a big fall, man, because he was giant. Yeah. I remember. Uh, what was the first gig you went and saw, Matt? You know, the first real concert I went to wasn't until I was uh, a teenager, and I went to see the Puff Daddy and the Family tour. <laughs> Puff Daddy, uh, Sean Combe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was right after. Uh, Biggie had died and it was like when Puff was like just the biggest thing in the world yeah and yeah I think it was at the United Center in Chicago and um, 112 opened and so did Busta Rhymes Busta Rhymes yeah. he used to yeah. be really quick man yeah, he could he do some things. quick quick uh, raps mm. he ran out of gas he was something else. Um, he was, yeah. You said 12 years old guitar. Now, what was it? Was, yeah. was it that fucking Metallica tape? What made no, you, it was what? probably... Nir it was Nirvana. This is funny. I have, like, a, these two parallel things going. But it's like, it was Nirvana and uh, this Boys to Men record. Uh, there's a song called Water Runs Dry by yeah. Boys to Men. Sure. That has this beautiful... It has this beautiful acoustic guitar part that I wanted to learn how to play. And then it was like Nirvana and stuff like that. You know, like my neighbor, my, my babysitter had also hit me to Nevermind, but he wasn't so big on Nevermind. He thought it was kind of wimpy compared to what he was into. Of course. <laughs> it's always going to be about that, right? The wannabe butch. I'm, I'm going to, one day I'll be more butch than you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it such a great development human beings have? Uh, evolution. Oh, I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's all yeah. right. It's all right. We can sit back and laugh, well, especially looking back on this yeah. stuff, because uh, it's so yeah, important, huh? It's almost like a tribal brand or something. It's not. Then you finally figure out music is music, and fuck all that genre shit. And tough guy, yeah, and exactly. soft guy, and whatever guy. Fuck. Oh, I know. Yeah, God. it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's but, funny but, to talk about it. Well, people say youth so is sometimes away. wasted on the young people, but maybe because you got to live through it, right, to learn shit. <laughs> yeah. what, what, so was this an acoustic guitar or was this electric? I got an electric guitar. I got okay. a, a Fender Squire Stratocaster. A little amp? A little amp, yeah, like a Charvel amp, I want to say. And then you're, like you're recording on the four tracks. So you, was it just to yeah. record the guitar or were you using that as an instrument also? No, you know, my by the time I was 12, so yeah, you asked if I was in marching band and stuff. It's yeah, like yeah. I was moving in that direction and I was trying to get involved. And I had, once I got the guitar, I had a band and my dad was a physical therapist and he, he was like, you know, he, he loved, he, he liked to know everybody in town. You know, like his vibe was like everywhere you go, it used to be, embarrass me as a kid. It's like everywhere you go, he's like, if you're at the grocery store or the hardware store or whatever, there's like 
there that he knows, you know? Right, right. And, um, as, and, and he would have patience. It's like, oh, I got a drum. You know, my son's really into music right now. And the patient would be like, oh, I got a drum set I'm trying to get rid of. And then my dad would come home with a drum set. And, oh, wow. Um, so I would, I would, I mean, he would get, he loved getting deals on stuff too. So he sure. would get the great deal. I got a drum set. It was a Royce drum set. Came with cymbals. The cymbals are all just cracked to shit, like destroyed. <laughs> um, but you teach that was like, drums. and then I had. You teach yourself drums. Yeah, I was teaching myself drums. And then. And also, um, they're, letting also you, they're letting you practice at the pad, drums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty supportive. It was amazing. No, and I also had, I, I had gotten the previous year a keyboard for Christmas. Um, you know, I had expressed interest in having more than just playing the piano. And so, yeah, so I had the whole arsenal, man. They were incredibly supportive of, of yeah, me making music. So that's a great gift. So I started, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, and I started recording all the parts, just trying to play them all myself. And I would make these little sequences on the keyboard and then play the drums to the sequences. Oh, you're talking and, sound on sound on the four track. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had actually, before I found the four track, yeah. I had a, a tape deck. A tape deck that had two separate inputs, you know, for left and right. Sure, sure. And so before before I did the tape, the the the, the four track, I realized I could, if I played along live with the sequencer, I could do two track. Right, right. <laughs> so I would plug a mic in to one, and I would have the keyboard going in the other. And yeah, yeah and but I don't even know. Scientist time. It was all like that because I wasn't even necessarily reading any magazines or anything about that shit at the time it's not like i went to the library and checked out no like, young man alone like the skateboard you know? yeah yeah exactly you didn't have yeah. the the the, uh, the video the vhs so you just got on the board and yeah yeah a series of falling down <laughs> exactly. and getting back up look you gave me this <laughs> yeah, this, this exactly. tune, speaking of guitar you gave me this tune get i'm not playing yeah now, if you leave don't wake me up I got a lot of things to do, but I'm not gonna. I got favors to return. You really knew the answer. You wouldn't brag about it so much. You really were that happy. You wouldn't need my approval. This is heart attack All yours This is mine You really knew the answer You wouldn't brag about it so much You really were that happy You wouldn't need my approval
the dreck Like trash blown in the breeze Do the dreck Like fire spread through the trees Do the dreck Can you dig it? Do the dreck Do the dreck
Music start off with skeletons. Get. Then we had the Fifth Symphony invocation to trigger the eruption of the Yellowstone Caldera. This is the second movement, solid, from the sentimental fence post or cursetra. That's hard to say. Uh, Out of Eugene, Oregon. SLWCC Watt, not too far from you, Iowa City. Uh, Sam Lock Ward doing a collab with me. Second thing. And this is Do the Direct. Uh, some bands I'm going to play with in uh, Denton, Texas next week uh, at the Unhinged Festival. Uh, Drug Mountain with Hype Mountain. Sailor Poon with Welcome to Virginia. Violet Squid with The Hallucination Swamp. Wands Dover versus The Silver Saint. Monkey Fun. And then finally, Skeletons with Fake Tits. That's intense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
this band, <laughs> so you put together band, well, first you're man alone, right? You, you're putting together tunes, playing everything. And then you get some cats from school. I'm, I'm not talking about graduate, but it's like afternoon, right? So like the, the basement band, bedroom band, garage band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. First in, in high school, in junior yeah. high and high school. Yeah, that's what it, we had, the, the basement band. And what did you do? Um, did you try to copy songs off records or were you trying to write your own stuff or what? Trying to write, trying to write our own stuff. I mean, yeah. but you know, they were all like Nirvana songs. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it was just like, yeah, that. And then, um, we, we, we played a few covers, you know, like, you know, learn how to play purple haze and stuff. Sure. And, sure. You know, do, do the Jimi Hendrix song at the, um, at was the Jimmy a big influence on you with the, your guitar playing? Yeah, he was, but always beyond me. Like I, I always felt like he had, um, I guess I still do to this day. Like he had uh, a different relationship with the instrument than I do. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know yeah. I mean like me that? and, uh, Paul Chambers or me and, uh, you know, <laughs> <Jimmy> <laughs> yeah. Garrison, me and, uh, there's, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean, Mr. Mingus. You know? Yeah. I know totally yeah, what you exactly. mean about that. But sometimes it's good to have those lighthouses putting out the beacon, though. Even though, you know, the th oh, trippy absolutely. thing about a lighthouse, right? Hey, they're, you know, they're, you know, there's home, right? Or whatever. There's something to focus on. But in a way, it's also a warning. Don't get close. There's rocks. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a little twofer. I wrote a song about a lighthouse keeper once and it dawned on me. Two things at once. Yeah. yeah like most things human, yeah, right? Absolutely. Right, the yeah, dangling totally. duality. So, did this band have a name? Oh, uh, yeah, we were called Tweak, my first band. <laughs> okay, and did, what was Tweak's first gig like? Oh, man, uh, I think we played in the junior high cafeteria, yeah, you know? probably kind of um, noisy. <laughs> yeah, it was noisy and messy, and, you know, like, I would make these four-track recordings and, like, be trying to sing in the basement, and, and, and I would just hear about it afterwards from everybody in my family, like... <laughs> <laughs> the horror you guys you think about getting a singer you know maybe i mean i've that's been my whole life probably i've thought about that maybe you should get a singer <laughs> one day finally <laughs> like uh marlon blando at the end of that movie right the horror the horror yeah look everybody's got an opinion <laughs> man imagine being bob dylan man he had probably had a lot of unsolicited advice <laughs> completely yeah you know i'm going to see bob dylan tonight at the auditorium theater Wow. Yeah, yeah. Everything's for a I've reason. Never seen him Every... Yeah. I got to see him once and it was he changed all the arrangements of his singing lines. Because he's probably bored yeah. to death of him, right? Yeah. So like the I whole crowd would be can't like, wait. No, 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 it ain't me and then he'd wait till they're done and go, No, no, no <laughs> Like he's almost <laughs> mocking them, you know. This is a big fucking festival and shit. And he was dressed in mariachi. He's a tripper, man. Yeah, he is a tripper, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. But the man wrote some songs. But, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, some of the the. It's all right, mom. Only bleed, man. What a song. <laughs> maybe the magic oh, myth of yeah. methamphetamine. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. When they ask me, you know, they have a contest of the Bobs, right? There's born again Bob, meth Bob, and meth Bob always wins. Because <laughs> you know, there's what there's like ten or eleven bobs if you go through his career, right? Yeah. And it seems yeah. the methamphetamine bob always wins. <laughs> oh my god, that's like uh, remember the, the like woman played him. Came, I, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Kate Blanchett played him in a movie, right? Yeah. And pretty yeah, good job. I, I, I was just watching the Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes did that movie, and he just did this yeah, new yeah. Velvet Underground, which I was watching just last night. I would um, like to see that. I'm kind of afraid to. It's good. He was part of a movie uh, I made with uh, Ron Ashton, a soundtrack. It was called Velvet Goldmine. There was like a David oh, Bowie yeah. character, and then there was a character that was like, uh, you'll dig this, half uh, Kurt Cobain, half Ig. <laughs> it was oh really God. strange. And Mark Arm was in the band, uh, Thurston, and Steve Shelley did the drums. But Ron Ashton, this is the first time I really, he'd come to my gigs before and stuff. I never had gotten to play with him. That's so it was, awesome. It was, got, was really beautiful. Uh, yeah, man, Stooges, this first band I had, like, yeah, I was so there's a trajectory, right? Nirvana to Sonic Youth. Then that was mine anyway. It was like I then I heard about Sonic Youth and I watched that. There's a documentary. My friend of mine hit me to called The Year Punk Broke. Oh, and yeah. Then, Dave Markey, 1991. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually it's about a Nirvana. Nirvana's on that tour. Yeah, exactly. That's how I watched that. Oh, because you know, like, like uh, through Nirvana. Dave and uh, who's the big man? He lived in Pedro for a while. Chris. Oh, the Chris, olives. Yeah. Oh, I love the olives. <laughs> right? They're talking about <laughs> yeah, the chow on the exactly. deli plate. <laughs> oh, the grapes. Yeah, the grapes. <laughs> oh, my funny God. Guys, yeah, funny guys. Funny guys. He lived here until he was 12. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, November 3, 2021. Dish okay. Watt Pedro's special guest, Matt Malin. Am I pronouncing it right, Malin? Yes, you are. Okay. It's beautiful. Yeah, wow. okay. Hold tight for hour two, people. November 3, 2021, it's the second hour of Watt for Pedro Show.
Peevers will start the second hour. Skeletons with Edge. Then Viz. Viz has got this project called Veil, and this is part two of that fold. Then Bombas Prendon with Jamette, which I guess is a little jam. Ghosts of Regret Only Now featuring Rajib Karmakar. Lapis Lazuli, Scotch Rolex featuring Lord Spikehart. This is a Brother Shige. He went to Uganda and collabed with some musicians there. Lapis Lazuli is trippy, you know. In the, we're talking like Sumerian days, right? Six, seven thousand years ago. Mm. Only found in Afghanistan. They they had trade routes back, way back. The only thing new is you finding out about it. Finally, wishful thinking. Yeah. Skeletons. My pop had a, right? You ever hear this, af, I don't know what you call it, aphorism. Or, you can wish in one hand and shit in the other. And you tell me which one <laughs> fills up first. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my pop getting all Einstein. Well, get, maybe getting uh, kind of platonic or Socrates or something. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. It made me think. I still think of that always, especially in practical mm. situations that call for. So, Absolutely. how long does Tweak yeah. last? Not long at all. I, I, I was about to say the Stooges. I ended up finding the Stooges through the Sonic Youth cover of I Want to Be Your Dog. Oh, okay. And, and I tried to get Tweak to do a cover of I Want to Be Your Dog. Um, and I think we did do it eventually. But but anyway, that whole band quit. I was too I was too much for them. <laughs> that's that's a mild way of putting it. <laughs> I mean, no, I just actually it's pretty admirable maybe, because you're not blaming other people, you know. So that's kind of beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah well, I've had a few, you know, I've it's been a there's been a journey, right? Right, um, of course. To be a 
at the at the head of a project or whatever you want to not at the head. I don't know how you want to say. Well, it, I think life maybe life's about taking turns. Sometimes you are a rudder. Sometimes you're on the keel. Sometimes yeah. you're on the bows and midships. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And absolutely. Poop deck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the fucking bilge, right? So so uh, <laughs> do, do, after high school, do you pursue higher education music? Yeah, I did. Um, again, my parents, they were real supportive. My mom found out about a school called Oberlin in Ohio. Oh, yeah, the Grand um, Sarnier of Deer Hope. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I played in a band with Greg with the Congotronics bands with Canona Number 1. And wow, amazing, man. He told amazing. me he was studying Gregorian. You know, he, he's more than a drummer, right? He told me he was studying Gregorian chants at Oberlin. And oh, I know man, I, yeah, he was a composition major. Yeah. Right, right, right. Incredible he, cat. I got to make yeah. an album with him and Nels Klein. Uh, and uh, Nick Reinhardt called Big Walnuts Yonder, named after Richard Meltzer poem. And he was an amazing cat. He had, I think, 24-inch hi-hats. The bottom one had to have holes in it because yeah. he didn't close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and and Oberlin, that's like his only symbol, right? Yeah, right, well, yeah so I went to Oberlin. No, those were hi-hats, right? Yeah, he didn't have yeah. other symbols. Yeah. So uh, was Oberlin a positive thing? It was. It was. Yeah, uh, it was incredible. I mean, it was a real. You know, for me, um, I got to play. There I didn't once. know him about that much yet, to be honest. Yeah, like I, I was. There were a lot of New York kids there, a lot of like L.A. kids there. I felt like a Midwestern boy, you know, that didn't didn't know anything yet. I guess. Um, In a Midwestern town, so it was a big education. <laughs> You yeah. know what's near? <laughs> I know. You know what I remember? It's just west of Cleveland, but what I remember it's really near a Amish community. So you'd see the the, the buggies riding around. Yeah, you yeah you do. Yeah, it, it really feels rural, even though you're only like forty minutes from Cleveland. Right. In fact, Livonia's uh -huh. right near there, and that's where they built the fucking Econo lines. Oh wow! Well, I, that no, I didn't know. Well, that's why you're on the show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> why well, it's going to enlighten you on the Conaline lore? <laughs> Actually, the motors were made in Canada, right? Three fifty one Windsors, but I think they were assembled in Livonia. I got asked once to cut. The union asked me to come there because you know they said I did. I talked good about their things they built, and uh, you know about tour, right? The the boat is the fucking middle of the tour universe. You got to yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gave still, me this. You uh, still ride one of those? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they stopped making them in two thousand fourteen. Mine's. Uh, 2005 uh, these transits i don't know come on but how many kind of yeah. it also went with the minutemen philosophy right we jamming kind of you gave me this uh, this song stepper also known as work
is a filter so I So I never have to know Smells grow stronger now Fly closer to the nose Your mustache is a filter so I So I never have to know
from Pedro Show, that chunk of music star, all the skeletons. Step it. Also known as work. And then my daddy ate my eyes. H's for horror. Molchak Doma with Obrechen. And then Don't Smother from Skeletons. So you're in a band. You're in probably more than one band while you were there, right? But one with Greg Sonnier. That must have been an experience. <laughs> I wish. I, I, was, I wasn't there at the same time as Greg, but... Um... But that was what. Oh, you mean you're playing right now with him? You have a project with him now. Yeah. Well, it wasn't now. It was about ten years ago now. Okay. But, okay. But um, we did a we did a thing in Europe with the label Cram Discs. But he, so I've been in touch with Greg a bunch. Yeah, he lives but here I didn't now know in SoCal. You know, uh, and he yeah. is. Um, mm-hmm. He's really easy to collab with, huh? The dude just throws down, oh, gives you everything. Yeah. He does. I love it. And endlessly energetic. Right, yeah. right. That laugh too, man. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. <laughs> but I, yeah, he, he was my he was my hotel roommate on on this tour that we did like for six weeks. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's he's fucked. Bless you, and, and, and 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 he ain't fucked up on drogas either. It's just a natural fucking. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful, beautiful. So so, but what did you major in at school? But, Were you in composition? I was in uh, the Tamara program, which is technology and music and related arts. So it was, it was um, you know, it was, it was kind of like a computer music program, but um, more broadly de- defined than that. Um, so we were down in the basement, man. It's like I've always been in basements. We, <laughs> I'm in one right now. But um, <laughs> uh, we were like the, the – we were kind of the outsiders in the conservatory because – we were the ones that didn't necessarily play anything um, or even know how to write music in the traditional sense. Um, but what I was going to say is one of the best things about Oberlin was just the, the, the other students that were there. Like I met so many amazing people um, while I was a student there. And that was, that was what turned into the, to skeletons that started a band while we were students okay. at Oberlin. So the then, stuff I've been playing, Skeletons, it actually uh, was conceived in uh, Oberlin. Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, 2001. Do you remember the first Skeletons gig? Uh, yeah, I do. I played. Uh, it, we started putting on these. We had a crew at Oberlin in the Tomorrow program. Um and we started putting together what we called what the, what were called ad hoc concerts. Like you could go to the to the um, administration at the conservatory and and ask to produce a concert in one of the recital halls or you know one of the spaces on campus. And so we would put together ad hoc concerts and and program it and and then so the first skeleton show that I did was at one of those ad hoc concerts in the in the recital hall. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, also on the bill was uh, there's a guy named Peter Blasser who who builds instruments. Um, he had a band at the time called the Gongs. Um, they played that night too. Oh man, there were some amazing Would you call people. Call the gig at a success for you guys? Well, uh, no, not really. And okay. there wasn't really a band yet. It was just like me and my 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 uh, my college roommate at the time, Jason McMahon, who who became. Uh, a big part of Skeletons for every record after that. Now, during this time, did you put down the guitar and was just Electronic Man? No, not exactly. Um, but I, but I was trying to 
you know, I, I think really I was thinking practically about going to school. Like, you know, like you were asking before about Jimi Hendrix. It's like, yeah. I never felt like, never felt like I was going to be the performer on a single instrument. I was already too scattered. You know what I mean? Like, um, just trying to learn the guitar enough to like make the song I wanted to make and move on from there. As I was like, Oh, but I could be an audio engineer. I think I wanted to work in studios. You know, I thought that that was still, uh, I graduated college in 2004. At that time, I thought that was still like uh, a reasonable uh, career path. Yeah. But look at things now, Matt, a lot of musicians are engineers because of the technology, right? It's more Econo and more accessible. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's no, a and bad that thing. was already happening. Then, you know. Yeah, right. no, it's an amazing thing. No, it, it's it's totally amazing. And but I think I was a little, uh, I don't know, naive. I guess in that sense, I thought like, oh, I can just keep. But that, that's actually that's foundational. I like I've always liked to subsidize my my music. Like I want my music to be something that I don't um, that no one has any yeah, <laughs> control don't... over. Exactly. Right, right. So. So I was thinking that already at that age, I was like, well, I could get a job that's, you know, music adjacent. And then that way I can like keep making my tapes. No, no, no. That's integrity. You want to keep your music autonomous and not be fucking, you know, if don't, yeah. Georgie used to see somebody picking their ass. He'd go hand puppet. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour, November 3, 2021. This what Peter show special guest, Matt Malin. Hold tight for our three. November 3, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Left of it 
have a dancing contest tonight. Who wants to come up and win one of these beautiful masks? Dancing these are beautiful contest. Phantom of the Opera. Extra if you Comedia dell'arte masks. Come on. Someone's got to come up. This song's called Pucker Up, Baby. Who's going to dance? Come on. Someone. Anyone. Guy or girl. Andy. Don't be Andy, shy. Andy, Life is too short. Andy, come on. This is the city. It's Andy, not like come on. state. Glasses are not. Stand right in the center. Stand right there. Stand right there. You got it. You can put it on or take it off. But wait, you get it later. You get that. The song's called Pucker Up Baby, and we know what we want to do with that song. Oh, yeah. Put your glasses up. It's called Pucker Up Baby. One, two, three, four. Pucker Up Baby, I'm gonna get a surprise. Pucker Up Baby, you know I love your eyes. Pucker Up Baby, give me a kiss or two. Pucker Up Baby, you know I love you. You better not go slow Pucker up, baby, gonna get a surprise Pucker up, baby, you know I love your ass Pucker up, baby, give me a kiss or two Pucker up, baby, you know I love you
The stock is rising. The stock is rising. The cock is confused. And the sun refuses. Gone are the days lamenting. Gone are the days singing. Sad songs like this one, but nothing has changed. The stock is rising. The stock is rising. Three men in the club. These perverts will be banished. So you don't take any responsibility for it, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. It's all so great about discovery. It's a violent, penetrative act. <laughs> Fungus 
shall go to see what the end will be. put it in the computer thing and take it out and say, well, yeah, well, so we can do certain such a thing to him so he doesn't know now he's a big dummy and he can't protect himself. Because, see, they have to have a certain number of people, like police have to go out on the list a certain number of people. If they don't, they lose their job. So, you see, it's big business. Now, if an undertaker don't get a certain amount of people for his business, then he won't have any business. And if the grave diggers don't get some people uh, to bury they too will be put out of work. Now you have all these people to suffer. If the doctors don't get somebody to cut into and all that, and the drug, uh, the drug stores don't have nobody to sell 
uh, medicines to, then you throw a lot of people out of work. But you don't ever do it. You make it a very prosperous business for the doctors and the undertakers and the, the grave diggers. And they love you because they always have something to work on you. Watch for Pedro show start off third hour. Skeletons with the masks. And Babes New York City. I say this every time, but I can't stand that band name. But I like their tunes. Pucker up, baby. Live. It was a live version. Ray Shin after that, How to Choose a Date, and then Skeletons, Invest in Who is Like God. So, uh, what, what is your songwriting process? Do you keep a little book of words? When when, when do the words come? Yeah, I, I I used to keep a little book. Now now I like keep them as notes on my phone. It oh, yeah, sounds of kind of yeah. like lame, but that's how it is. No, it's not lame. Running. It's not lame. It's like when I asked what was your first record. I I didn't wasn't actually talking about it. I was trying to talk bigger, right? Just something that contains yeah. music. And the same thing, like you have a little uh a resource of words, a little reservoir or something some some kind of medium. Yeah. For one yeah, thing, I, I got look, I got something like that. I got a little uh Sony recorder, right? And it's real tiny and I can just mm. do little melodies and words into it. Especially when your memory gets oh, a little awesome. less as you get down the road. <laughs> that's well. That's what I was just gonna say. I used to walk around with the words in my head. That kind of like I, w- I would just that would be what I would do with my mind all day long. You know what I mean? I'd be sure. like thinking about lines and thinking about words, and I used to not even write them down till it was like till I figured out what it was. But I, I don't do that anymore. I lose them too easily, and I and they never they don't come back. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's like the kite string is broke. Bye, bye. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Yeah, exactly. So in those days, Mr. Poe, he had to write that motherfucking shit down, right? Okay. (laughs) So, uh, and and then the the studio uh, skills you acquired at Oberlin allowed you to, like, self-produce, right? Yeah, completely, yeah. So it's it's really like I, I... I tend to, I tend to just start playing, you know what I mean? It's just play. It's just like I play around with the stuff until something starts to build into a song the same way. It's the same way with a guitar or, you know, a a modular synth or, you know, a software program. Like I'm just looking for places to play, like something that I can actually be interacting with until something starts to repeat itself and feel like something interesting. It gets its own like, kind of persona. So what you're saying is you don't really make demos. These these are the actual backbones of the songs. They, they just keep evolving as you're adding stuff and taking stuff out. I'm envious of people who make demos. I, I yeah. feel like that's real smart. You should but do no, that. Another way, though, they, they it are... It gives you an opportunity to, like... But in another way, they are kind of wasting time. I guess, you know, right they have to rebuild Rome after they already made a miniature version yeah right yeah but i i find myself i get attached i get really attached to something that's like the building block of a, of a recording right yeah. and then i feel kind of stuck with it sometimes it feels i don't like think a that's a bad thing i don't think that's a bad yeah. thing matt because well, that means you've got a real connect you. with it you know yeah so i'll tell yeah. you I'll, I'll tell you why because i was just in a situation in the studio and the guy was saying just play and the singer guy says, no, I want to get my performance with their, I know you could drop it in with Pro Tools and stuff, but I want my singing to go with that drum and that bass guitar. You yeah. Know, the performance, right? Yeah. See, we yeah, might be looting, exactly. maybe it's too, uh, too much uh, making it easy with the technology. We lose sight of that maybe. And maybe that's what you, you're holding on to is those performances. Yeah, no, it, it totally is. It's like that's the most important thing to me in a certain way is the like, and that's why... I like 
I like that process. I like the demos because it's like that that is the most authentic version of the song in a lot of ways. You know, it's like you know what the rawest. I had a guy on the show last week, Joey Borniker, drummer man, and he told me he recorded oh, yeah. with Pete Towns. And Pete Townsend, you're literally playing on the fucking demos he makes. And he's just taking oh, out man, the shit yeah. that he played and you're you know, play your, he said to Joey, play your wildest, right? Because yeah. he's, he's actually, that's the form. That's the skeleton was that, that demo. It's not like, you know, yeah, totally. something that everybody's looking at. They're actually playing to it. Now, I, mean, I even saw that. You ever see that Scott Walker documentary about the, him making like the most recent records that he made? Like, it's the same kind of thing. And I heard that Bowie would do that too. Like have these like MIDI tracks. Yeah. That 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 would just then you'd bring the bass player in and and replace the the MIDI bass with something real, you know, like and um, it's not not too different from what I do. Wow, um, trip! You gave me this. Uh, yeah. th- this is different. This ain't skeletons. This is human humans. Yeah, that was a one. That was a one. Well, let's. Pl- I'm gonna play it.
Fever Show, last music for this edition. We just overcame some sunspot trouble, people. Ullman's Footsteps, then Head Boggle from his new album, Rhythm Piano. Toleman Berger with Entitled 2, and then finally, Matt Malin under your own name. Slow Dance number 0505. So enlighten us, because these are the only two tunes you gave me that ain't skeletons. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are well, Humans was a thing, like, kind of, I started making recordings when uh, my wife was pregnant and we had a baby. It was, like, all electronic pop songs, just, like, sung into a mic and my laptop, kind of. And um, it didn't feel like skeletons, so I kind of started it as a, as a separate thing, and... Um, and then the slow dance is, is my most recent record. It's, it's actually, it's just all electronic music and, um, it's just the kind of stuff that goes, you know, like a way of thinking about tunes that goes back to, you know, to college a little bit, like we were talking before, like being in computer music program, working with synthesizers, modular synthesizers, stuff like that. But the way that it was released was as a, a deck of cards. That's, uh, like, a it's like a game piece for, for choreography. So like the music accompanies this like weird yoga that you can do by dealing, shuffling the cards and dealing them out. So it's not always the same. It's randomized. Exactly. Yeah. And it's these different shapes, these different body shapes, and then uh, different uh, sort of spirits that, that you can do a dance to the music um, with. It's like, it's, it's fun. It's, it makes it kind of like a party a party game but it's like a real weird one <laughs> and uh and um and it's also kind of acts like a visual p- to pair the record with sure i worked sure, with sure. a, a artist duo called son and zimmer here in chicago to make it oh so it's like a collab it is yeah um they did all the the design and i did the music and the f- photographs that are the spirits that you that you dance with and then uh i'll send you a copy i would love it i'd love it matt and where can people find you on the internet uh at mattmalen.com okay let's spell it for m-a-t-t-m-e-h-l-a-n.com people that's right that's great and probably from there you got links to other places too what's your next plan exactly musically i'm making a record a skeletons record right now it's like a big it's like a big epic <laughs> like big band recordings that i had made that i've been editing and overdubbing on and it's like a big kind of epic thing that i feel like nobody it's wants a, right it's not a collection of I'm songs coming, it's I'm more coming. like uh is it a big like opera or almost yeah it's like it's like all one song I yeah would say. right right i've done three of those yeah. <laughs> no, sometimes I love that. sometimes yeah, but sometimes you can't get you know, one song's not enough, so you need a group of songs. Yeah. Or yeah. or parts right. to make one big song. I found that out. Yeah. Look, I come from the Minutemen. You know, we got this idea from Wire where the songs are like thirty seconds. I never thought oh I'd God, end I... up be writing these big fucking album songs. But you know, like you were saying, life's a journey. I've always wanted to make a record like like a Minutemen style record where the songs are like a minute and a half, minute <laughs> and a quarter long. It's like that would uh, that would be such a good. It was Pink Flag. It, it was like, 1977, and we yeah. heard this band from Wire called Pink Flag, and it was mm. 
we thought, man, if we do this, no one will know that we learned from Blue Oyster Cult and Creedence. <laughs> <laughs> because we felt tainted. The other punk rockers were just learning in the moment. And we had already yeah. been soiled, you know. I guess maybe not soiled, but whatever you want to call it. <laughs> anyway. The, Someday I'm going to do it, man, because I, I get the song. The songs just get too long. I'm talking like I'm working on these like 15, 12 minute, yeah, 15 yeah. minute songs. And it's, it, yeah, it would be such a joy to like think a little bit uh, like uh, less durational, you know. Well, so. that's the thing about it's the closest thing we can get to being a mother, a woman giving birth is mm -hmm. being a composer yeah make it be so man mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you want it i will well yeah wave that little <laughs> Do <it>. composer device <laughs> and, <laughs> you know i but i'm i'm even interested in this big stuff too so when this new skeletons comes out will you come back on the show we can play it and talk about it oh absolutely that would yeah, be yeah. beautiful anytime thank anytime you so you much talk. Matt. big honor to have you aboard and please keep on keeping on people it's been oh, like, november Honor's 3 Okay, right back. November 3, 2021. Fuck what? I've been doing this 20 years and five months, and I'm still blowing clams. It's the November 3rd, 2021 edition of the Waffle Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.